Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by Culture at NL Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Culture NL Libraries podcast for the love of books. My name is Chris Wilson, the e-services librarian for Culture NL. And we are here today with another episode of the podcast where we are going to focus on health uh, because this week is Love Life, Love Libraries, which is normally an event we host in our libraries, but with the obvious closures of the libraries, we have taken it online and we have had a whole bunch of online events. And today I am joined by Lynn Clark, who helps organise the Love Life, Love Libraries event. Hello, Lynn, how are you doing? Hi, Chris. I'm doing okay, thanks very much. Fantastic, fantastic. So Love Life, Love Libraries is a health and wellbeing week that we, that we like I say, we normally run in the libraries. And Lynn is heavily involved in that and because part of her job includes a kind of health team. So Lynn, I work in libraries and understand why we might have a librarian with a health theme to it, but people listening may not know why. So would you like to tell us a little bit about your job and particularly mentioning the health side of things? Sure. Uh, okay. Um, I've got quite a varied job, Chris, and it's really split into two separate parts. I manage a team of lovely people who look after acquisitions and admin within libraries. So it's all about the ordering process and getting books onto the shelves, cataloguing and everything in between. And the other part of my job, as you mentioned, is that I have a health theme. And this involves me in a number of activities, such as uh, I work with NHS health professionals, South Lanarkshire Leisure and Culture and Macmillan to produce healthy reading collections and promote mood boosting titles. I'm also involved in a hospital project introducing library services for people to access during their hospital stay, as well as a number of projects around reminiscence, chronic pain and mental health. Libraries are also involved in supporting both local and national initiatives around health, like Lanarkshire's Making Life Easier and dementia apps, as well as the national ones like NHS 24, Breathing Space and other national helplines. And I can sometimes be found at some local health and social care events to promote library services and have been known to speak at local and national conferences uh, for health and social care as well, and I chair a wee group, as Chris has mentioned, to plan our annual Love Life, Love Libraries, Health and Wellbeing events. And this is part of this, because we are now online. So in normal times, there is loads going on, and it's great to be involved in trying to support people's health and wellbeing. And I've met some amazing people in the process. That's fantastic. And can you tell uh, people though a little bit why libraries? Are, so what, what is it that makes libraries uh, so healthy, in your opinion? <laughs> um, thankfully, I love libraries and they're uh, much, much more than people realise. They're an important part of our communities and are still really popular when they're open. And uh, they were over 225 million visits in the UK in 2014-15, which was more than visits to Premier League football games, the cinema and the top 10 UK tourist attractions combined. And it increases, well, it increased in 2017 and 18 to 233 million. So it, it kind of uh, helps give a picture how, how popular libraries actually are. 
And libraries are not just a book lending hub and a learning service, but they're a trusted, friendly, welcoming and non-clinical community space where people can come together to access a number of services like help with job seeking, support, health information, a number of activities like crafts, knit and natter, colouring in, book groups, games clubs, coding clubs, and I could go on. Uh, there is so much more. And there's nothing I enjoy more than walking through a library during a book bug session and hearing the youngsters and their parents or carers sing away. It's beautiful, uplifting and fun and so important for these little ones' well-being and their development and education. Um, another part of libraries is that we also offer public access to computers and great learning uh, opportunities and support. Digital services have been a lifeline to many during this time of lockdown with libraries closed. It's great to see your favorite book or magazine available for free online, but also great that customers without technology can access services like NHS 24 when they don't have technology at home and when libraries are open. Uh, so yeah, although traditionally libraries are seen as places to borrow books and find information, and traditionally with the uh, librarians with twin sets and perils going, shh, uh, we're really not like that at all. Um, we can do all sorts of things now in the library and we are able to provide health information in book form and online, as well as being able to signpost people to resources to support their health and well-being needs. I have to say, one of my favourite stats is that Premier League football game one because it, it blows my <laughs> mind that more people go to libraries than go to Premier League football matches. I absolutely love that. Um, so, I mean, are libraries just a good place at holding information about health conditions then? So much more. Um, you enjoy reading, don't you? Yeah, I do, obviously. Yeah. Um why why do you enjoy reading? What how does it make you feel? So yeah, um I, I enjoy reading for, for various reasons. Um I mean if at, at the moment we're kind of living in very different different times from normal, which kind of probably makes us much more so, but I think it's a great opportunity for to kind of just relax and and focus on something. We all have kind of personal stresses in life, whether it be kind of work related or personal life and things like that sort of stuff. And and having a book to kind of just escape into and helps kind of kind of let your mind kind of drop off from from having those worries for a little little bit of time while you're between the pages of a good book. And and to me, that's that's really kind of one of the kind of great things about reading. It just allows you to kind of focus on something other than the kind of sort of stresses or worries that you might be thinking about during the day and kind of just gives you the opportunity to relax fully and, and take your mind off things completely. Um, but we do have a, a couple of um, people who have also given us a little testimonials that would be good to pop in here because obviously me and you being librarians, uh, Lynn, uh, obviously are massive book lovers, but you don't need to be a librarian to love books. So we have got Ross, who is part of our Macmillan team, to, who's going to kind of give us a little insight into why he enjoys reading. My name's Ross, and I am the Macmillan Services and Volunteering Coordinator. 
Um, and reading for me, it, it really helps in a number of ways. Uh, first of all, it, it helps to reduce your stress levels. So if I ever find myself overthinking, um, there's nothing better than picking up a book and it gives me that one thing to focus on. Um, and I often find that it lets me let go of any negative thoughts that I was having and sort of acts as a distraction. Um, Matt Haig. Matt Haig is one of my personal favourite authors. I really like how open he is in his books about his emotions and often I can relate to his emotions and it somewhat makes you feel less alone um, and, and can act as a, a bit of reassurance. The other thing as well, reading really helps with sleep. So for me, I tend to put my phone away in a drawer an hour before I go to bed and um, I pick up a book for half an hour before I go to sleep and it does, it, it definitely sends you off into a nice deep sleep. We've also got a little soundbite from Harry who is one of the Macmillan volunteers for the project which runs in culture and libraries as well. So we'll put that in here for you to have a little listen to that too. Hi. Um, clearly the first benefit of reading is to actually pick up and understand a, a subject more fully, begin into it in more depth, more specialist books. Um, the thing I particularly get out of reading, though, is uh, if you've had one of those days when it's all kind of piled up on you and you want to escape, you can pick up uh, a book, sometimes an autobiography, currently reading uh, Barack Obama's most recent book, 700 pages of it. Um, but it can take you to a place where whatever's been going on in your day or going on in your mind um, can be reduced. In effect, you, you enter the... The, the, the period of the book and the subject matter that's in the book and it can help you not only to get away from whatever may have been troubling you for that time but uh, for some reason once you've finished reading uh, I tend to find that whatever it was is not such a big problem after all. It's just great to hear what other folks feel about reading. You know, we're very enthusiastic about it uh, and we know some of these benefits. It's lovely to hear uh, that there's loads of people out there uh, and it would be great if people kind of put comments uh, on social media about reading and, and how it makes them feel. That, that would be brilliant. Um, but yeah, the, the, the benefits of reading for pleasure are huge. And actually some of them are quite surprising. I'm just going to do the kind of boffin bit now and give you a bit of research. Uh, evidence shows that uh, reading and learning to read can help children with their maths. Who knew? <laughs> uh, reading can strengthen the brain and in actual fact can literally change your mind. It does things in your brain. Uh, reading, reading increases your ability to empathise, uh, helping us to understand the feelings and beliefs of others. Reading can reduce stress. Uh, in fact, 30 minutes of reading was shown to lower blood pressure and heart rate and feelings of psychological distress, distress just as effectively as yoga and humour humor did. And that is one of the reasons why 
to the day after this podcast goes live, we will be launching Readwell NL for the second year. And Readwell NL, you might wonder what that is. It is basically our six-minute, six-week reading challenge. So basically the challenge is that you have to read, try and read at least six minutes per day for a period of six weeks. So starting, you can sign up from it from uh, Friday the uh, 13th, uh, 12th, Friday the 12th of February, and start on Monday the 15th, and then read for a period of six weeks for at least six minutes a day. And you'll hopefully, should do, feel the benefits of reading on a regular basis. And all these things that Lynn has mentioned, you should hopefully discover for yourself. Oh, and I've got lots more to mention. Um, <laughs> and yeah, get signed up for Read Well and L because the 15th of February is my birthday and it's another lockdown birthday. Uh, so it would be <laughs> nice for me to know that lots of you are signing up to start reading. Well, Although I suspect many of you that listen to this enjoy reading anyway. Well, that's been your second lockdown birthday then, Lynn. Have you well, made it my all first lockdown one was I was recovering from an operation, so it wasn't yet lockdown, but close enough. <laughs> so... Anyway, that's by the by. So yeah, here's a few few more other things that research has shown. Reading can actually help age-related cognitive cogn I can't say that word cognitive decline. I it can slow down the onset of Alzheimer's or uh, dementia, which is amazing. Uh, reading can build your vocabulary. That's a bit more of an obvious one. Reading a printed book, i.e., not on a screen can prepare you for a good night's sleep. Reading helps alleviate symptoms of depression. Reading is relaxing more than watching television. And as Harry and you, Chris, have explained in, in your story, that it can take you away from the day-to-day -day stresses. And as Ross mentioned, those who read feel less isolated and alone. And shared reading, uh, which is something that we practice in libraries. Uh, it's a kind of group reading thing, and there's a, there's a session that you can join if you wish. Uh, they can actually help those who experience chronic pain for their pain levels to reduce. So if you go to a regular group, it can really help people who struggle with chronic pain. And reading may even help you live longer. So... Reading is amazing, and all of us who read probably know that. However, when I started this job, I had to look at some of the research out there, and I was completely blown away by, by what I found out. And I've only given you a wee snippet eh, of, of some of the health and, and well-being benefits, but there's one report that shows how a society reading could actually change eh, for the better because they read. So I, I, I just love some of these things. Uh, and I think we should we should try if we can to read more. Uh, I usually fall asleep with an audio book uh, and our uh, BorrowBox e-audio books come with a sleep timer. So it's easy to find your, your place should you fall asleep while you're listening, which I regularly do. But it's a great way to push out all your thoughts for the day and um, just fall asleep at fab. Which is much better than whenever you drop a book and lose your pace completely and you can't find out where you were back to. So 
There you go. <laughs> a benefit for for using BorrowBox, and that's not just because I'm the e-service provider and I'm punting that in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, first that basically reading is fantastic and awesome and amazing for your health and well-being. Um, what's available in libraries that can people get access to that is particularly focused on health then, Lynn? Well, there's a, a variety of different things. I touched on a couple of them a wee, wee bit earlier in our chat and uh, I was kind of thinking, actually, these are just titles and they don't mean anything to people. So I'm going to just... Um, kind of expand that a bit. So healthy reading, uh, it's sometimes known as books on prescription or reading well, depending which library you're going to, but for us, it's healthy reading. And uh, we work with health professionals who recommend titles that will help uh, support people who are struggling with a, a variety of different things. And these collections are available in libraries and uh, they're mostly self-help titles. There are some helpful fiction titles and biographies too, because it's always good to read somebody else's journey because it makes you feel less alone. And uh, the collections include uh, books on mental health, including dementia, depression, anxiety, sleeping, parenting, eating disorders. There's a big long list and we could probably take up most of the podcast just <laughs> talking about the different the different um, subjects that, that some of these books are about. The Macmillan Cancer and Long-Term Condition titles uh, include books on pain management, different cancers, cookbooks that are helpful for cancers, uh, books on um, support to help those going through a cancer journey and their families, because sometimes it's hard for people to watch their loved ones going through a journey and, and it helps support them too. And uh, it has titles on other long-term conditions like heart disease, stroke, diabetes, asthma, massive long list again, but there's copies of those in the library as well. And uh, particularly when you're struggling with your mental health, sometimes your concentration gets affected. So we have DVDs and CDs as well. Um, if folks are kind of struggling getting to sleep, there's a kind of meditation CD that uh, North Lanarkshire did. So there's a different way of approaching these things, but they're, they're all um, good books recommended by health professionals. And you can also find lists of the titles uh, if you're, you're wanting uh, on our online catalogue. And Chris has, has very beautifully put them in the different collections. So you can go and see what's there uh, if you're looking for something specific and, and see what's recommended. Uh, mood boosting titles. We had a lot of um, discussion around this when this came, first came out. Mood boosting is a kind of national theme. Um, sometimes they're more cathartic than mood boosting because you can relate to the content. But we've also called them Healthy Reading Plus titles. Uh, these are uh, titles recommended by book groups across the country, groups of young people, older people, and people on a cancer journey too, that they have found to be uplifting and helpful. So that's mood boosting books. Uh, sadly, uh, because libraries are closed at the moment uh, due to the current restrictions, uh, we can't get in the libraries to get these books, 
But the good news is that there are a few. Well, there's quite a lot, actually, isn't there, out in Borobox? Um, there's not the whole collection. Yeah. yeah. They're not all available in ebook, but the ones that were, we have got, and they are on Borobox, and they're featured titles as well. So you can go in and have a look and see if there's anything in there that 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 you think, oh, that resonates with me. Um, the Ruby Wax books on uh, e-audio and, uh, what is it? Something for the frazzle that's gone out of my head. That's my age. Um, but some of them are on audiobook as well. So if you, you don't think that you can, mindfulness for the frazzle that came back eventually. Um, <laughs> if you don't think you can have the concentration to read a whole book, then there might be an e-audiobook that, that will be supportive of you and all you have to do then is listen. Uh, there's also e-magazines available. Some of those are healthy. Some of them will make you put on weight, like BBC Good Food. But hey, it's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I don't want to forget children and young people either. Um, very important they are to us. And uh, there is a children's healthy reading collection and a young person uh, healthy reading collection. And uh, these are around uh, health and well-being, including anxiety and worry, self-esteem, autism, bullying, and more. And they're helpful for parents too. Uh, and of course, uh, there is a world out of there of books that you can read together with your child or listen together, which is beneficial for their health and well-being and a lovely thing to do. And there's a great selection of those online as well. Yeah, and I think um, there's definitely a, a fantastic feeling of being able to kind of cuddle up with your, your child with a book mm-hmm. and read that to them. Um, any any parents out there, I'm sure, will have experienced that and know how how much of a fantastic experience that is mm-hmm. for both your little yeah, one absolutely. and you as well. So definitely, yeah. definitely worth a go. So I think we've there's obviously there's lots and lots of resources available within our libraries, either in a physical sense in, in the buildings when we can get back into them or in a kind of online way as well. Um, you, you did mention a wee bit earlier on, Lynn, that you're involved with a hospital project. Um, do you want to kind of expand on that a little bit? Sure. Um, I often lie in bed at night dreaming about how we can uh, help people and support people in their health with what what we have because I know we have a richness of of collections and titles and, and stuff and I was just thinking about people in hospital and uh, this was in in times where you were allowed to go and visit but thinking what do people do when they have long waits or what do parents do when their child's quite unwell or what do you do if you're going in to visit someone who's quite unwell and, and your conversation dries up because they're tired uh, and I was thinking why not go and listen to a book together or take a book in with you to listen while you wait or while you, you're getting your chemotherapy or whatever and I approached uh, an NHS colleague and work with South Lancashire Leisure and Culture as well and we created this project where we would train volunteers to go into wards and um promote some of these services uh, and hopefully support people when they're feeling anxious or isolated or whatever. So um, this happened and we particularly went into the renal unit uh, in Monklands Hospital and uh, 
people are, are on renal dialysis for hours, three or four days a week. And, and you're attached to a machine so you can't wander about and do stuff in the same way. And I did speak to one patient uh, who said that reading was her life. And she was delighted to hear that the services were available and particularly when they were free. And um, so it's been a, a really a rewarding project to be involved with. And I've never been at meetings where people have got so excited about the prospect of being able to go back to uh, their centres, wherever they work, um, and uh, say, this is here, we can use this. And uh, I've even had people have requested information from hospitals down south, uh, seeing how worthwhile this is for patients. So, uh, yeah, um, that's the hospital project, which is sadly on hold at the moment because we can't get into hospitals. Uh, and, and I'm hoping that will just grow because we're supporting children in schools as well um, who maybe have um, dyslexia or visual impairment of some sort. And this enables them to, if they can access BorrowBox and audiobooks of some of the books that are, are going around their classroom, they can read them with their pals in the class. And, and there's, there's a whole plethora of, of other applications that could be done from this. So um, yeah, it'll be great when we can get back to starting doing that again. Yeah. And just because the libraries are closed at the moment doesn't mean that you can't get access to these things because if you aren't a library member already, you can join online um, on, on our online catalogue. Um, and of course, as I've already mentioned, we do have BorrowBox, which is our ebook and e-audiobook platform. So um, we can get, you can, you can get access to them while we're, we are still closed. Um, you can, and we will post a, kind of, a few kind of posts on our social media over the next few days, kind of highlighting how you can kind of get access to them and how to join online and things like that sort of stuff. So if you do want to find out a little bit more about that, you can check out our social media posts or also all the information for that is also on the Culture NL website as well. So you can have a wee look there as well to kind of find out about it too. Um, so Lynn, we have during this mentioned um, Macmillan quite a few times. Um, what is their connection to our library service exactly? Ah, yeah, well, Macmillan has funded an amazing project to support people who are on a cancer journey in Lanarkshire. And, and my office just happens to be next door to Craig's, who, who Craig's the project manager. And we've been able to work quite a lot together uh, on a number of projects. And we've had quite a lot of fun as well, too, with fundraising. We've done murder mysteries together, uh, coffee mornings. And I asked him if he would share a wee bit about the project with us. Uh, the future of the project, his hopes and his dreams. So it's much better if he tells you about where Macmillan is and with libraries. And with that, we actually do have a little sound bite which we can put in at this point with Craig. Um, so we'll put that in now so you can hear from him directly. Hi. 
Hello, I'm Craig Tobin, the Macmillan Project Manager for Lanarkshire Local Authorities, which is North and South. Uh, so I'm here to talk to you a little bit more about the services that we've rolled out over the last four years. And really, it's because um, over the last few years, we've seen huge rises in cancer incidents and prevalence. And we know that this is set to rise over the next five years as well. And the reasons for that really is because diagnosis is happening earlier, there's earlier detection of cancer, the treatments are getting better and people are living longer with cancer. Um, so on the back of a project that happened in Glasgow, um, the Macmillan at Glasgow Libraries project, um, which rolled out information and support services across libraries, making it a mile within a mile of support if people needed it. Um, we decided and we applied for funding to try and replicate that and develop that concept in Lanarkshire North and South. So it's um, so we rolled out a tiered model of support for these drop-in services across libraries, um, different levels of information and support provision, and that's really dependent on size, the footfall, social isolation, uh, cancer prevalence. I mean, it was mapped prior to us coming in because we wanted to make sure that we were making evidence-based decisions on placement of these services. So in the service, people have access to quality information, emotional support, um, referrals through to partner organisations such as finance, money matters teams, welfare advisors, complementary therapies. And we've developed two hubs. So the hub and spoke model that we've developed in Lanarkshire means that from the two hubs that we have, one in Bells Hill, uh, one in soon to be in Fairhill Lifestyle in South, um, people can access additional services such as complementary therapies from the library itself. Um, so the the project, you know, also supports raising awareness of cancers, uh, associated risks, early detection and prevention, uh, while also linking in with primary care and acute services. And when I mentioned learning a little bit earlier, um, one of the things that we were able to recognise from the first time of rolling these out in Glasgow was that the services really needed that clinical link to ensure that people were finding out about the community services um, you know, much earlier in their cancer journey. So how could we shift up the time point of when people were introduced to the idea of receiving support in a library setting and it really works in a library setting because people spend enough time in a clinical environment during cycles of treatment during appointments with GPs so it's it's a conscious effort to make sure that the services that we have in libraries are informal they're relaxed um, it's a, it's a completely different feel and, and to the clinical setting. And that's, like I say, a conscious decision to make sure people feel at ease and comfortable. Someone once described the service like going into a Costa coffee, but the coffee isn't as nice. And so that's where that's something that really made me chuckle. The services that we have aren't just for those diagnosed. They're for anyone that's affected by camera um, cancer camera 
by cancer and uh, it's important that we're there to offer the right information at the right time. We know that when someone's diagnosed um, or where or regardless of where they are in their journey, the cancer diagnosis is almost like a ripple effect. So we want to be able to ease that burden. We want to make sure we're pointing people in the right direction, having access to practical support, emotional, physical activity, and all having that in the one place from the library environment really makes sense to us and it's really worked. Um, the fact that they're already in the heart of communities, they're um, manned by librarians who are already information professionals, and they're well-known, they're familiar environments, and they're all things that we know work for the project and work for people who are seeking out support. Volunteering development is huge and integral to the core of each of our services across Lanarkshire. Um, we have volunteers that are delivering services, trained volunteers that have been through a day's core training and a day's more role specific training. And we couldn't do what we do without the volunteers. And I think a lot of people pay tribute to volunteers, but we genuinely couldn't offer the services that we do without the support of volunteers. So I mentioned that it's a generic service for carers, families and friends, as well as those diagnosed. Um, but also we're aware that people might be coming in who are suffering from other conditions such as depression. Um, as a result of their cancer treatment, they're living with and beyond the effects of cancer. Um, it might, given that they're living in multiple deprivation areas, it might be that they're suffering from other comorbidities as well. So the services are always there, to, also there to act as kind of peer support. People come along and find that there are other people in the same situation. They find support that they wouldn't necessarily know about and there are then given their onward referral to that organisation and it is dropping um, which means that it is less formal than it would be if it was an appointment. Um, so we have six services across North and South Lanarkshire and those services can be found on www.culturenl.co.uk slash Macmillan. And when we talked about strengthening that link between acute and community, one of the learning points from Glasgow was that that link to clinical was important. So the way we've gone about that in Lanarkshire is set up three support services, supporting oncology clinics, um, volunteers on hand, and in a teachable moment to offer a supportive conversation and directing them through to services at that point uh, and also directing them back to their local library. So if someone's gone in to a, an acceptin clinic for an acceptin injection and they're sat there in the waiting area, a volunteer can have a supportive conversation, find out what matters to them at that point, prioritise those concerns, forward them on to other relevant um organisations or services as they wish and then let them know where their nearest support is if they require further information and it's bridging that gap between acute and community. The other thing that the project offers is a tailored special specialised physical activity programme called Move More and Move More takes place within library and leisure venues um, across North Lanarkshire. Um, it's a specialised programme of activity. We have walks in partnership with Get Walk in Lanarkshire. We have gentle movement, which is Qigong based, a light meditative practice aligning spirituality and breathing. And we have cancer rehabilitation classes level four um, for people that are affected by cancer.
There's also gardening opportunities in Summerlee Heritage Museum. Now, all of these services are currently, um, in-person services are currently suspended, but we've been quick to adapt um, to the needs of people during the pandemic. We've introduced cancer information packs that be, can be ordered from the website that I gave you earlier on. We're also offering information and support via telephone and via Skype and via email. You can also access information via the Macmillan website and we can order that for you. So there are still ways we've still tried to reconfigure our services to make sure that people have access to support even during a pandemic. And the volunteers have really supported that as well. There is a huge will from volunteers to make a difference and not just to Macmillan service, but to people that are struggling and the volunteers have been stepping up and pulling together the cancer diagnosis packs for the NHS. So again, in Lanarkshire, when someone is diagnosed, they receive a physical pack, which gives them local service information. And also they get a pack on discharge as well. So we are just complimenting all that's happening. And I can say that we are delighted to have additional funding to work with our partners across North and South to develop these concepts further and make Make sure they are further embedded into Lanarkshire pathways. So there you've had it straight from Craig about how the Macmillan project is running in our libraries. And don't forget to have a wee look at what we have talked about with Love Life, Love Libraries. Although it's almost at the end of the week whenever this podcast has been released, there are various parts of it that has been sort of online. So you can still kind of look back and kind of check on that and through our social media platforms and things. Um, I hope you've had a great time listening to find out exactly how healthy our libraries are for you and find out some really interesting stats and figures and things like that sort of stuff. And also find out exactly how reading can benefit you in more ways than you probably thought possible in the past. Um, if you haven't signed up for Borrow Walks already, you can do that by downloading the app and signing and using your library card number and your password. If you don't know your password, you can get, get that online by going to www.culturenl.co.uk slash password request and filling out the form there. Um, and the, from that point on, you can enjoy the relaxing and reading straight from the comfort of your home because that's accessible 24-7, especially while we're, we're closed at the moment. That's a huge benefit. As we also mentioned earlier on, we do we will be launching Readwell NL, our six-minute reading challenge. So do check out our website as well to find out a little bit more about that and how to sign up and take part in that as well. We'd love you to sign up to that and take part. But that's the end of the episodes for, for us for now, guys. Do leave some feedback online if you can using the hashtag FLB podcast or by dropping us an email to librarypodcast at culturenl.co.uk. And we'll be back soon with more episodes coming your way. So it's all, it's bye for now, guys. Bye-bye.